Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for November 8th, 2022. I'm teaching a series entitled Grace-Based Success or Pursuing Grace-Based Success. You and I, if you're watching this, you want to be a success. I don't think I've ever met anybody that doesn't want to be a success. It's not like you want to be a failure. You want to be a success. You want to succeed in this world. Well, first of all, you got to learn what success looks like in God. In this series, we've covered that, that success is not measured as a, as it relates to God in houses or money or fame or titles or none of that. Success is measured in purpose. And so you must discover who you are and then embrace the grace to, to become it and then launch out and go uh, walk in your divine purpose despite uh, obstacles and opposition and circumstances because Satan is going to attack you because the greater the assignment, the greater the attack. And so as we've been walking this thing out, as we've been walking by faith, as we've been learning how to become a success in God's eyes, we're growing in the knowledge of God. And the key is that as we grow in the knowledge of God, we also grow in God's knowledge of us. So put that in the chat. I am growing in God's knowledge of me. And so as I'm growing in the knowledge of God, I'm growing in God's knowledge of me. And so I'm learning who I am. I'm learning what God has called me to, to do and to be from the foundations of the world. And then I believe what God believes about me. Say that out loud and you can put it in the chat. I believe what God believes about me. And so the title of today's message, Pursuing Grace-Based Success, part 36, the title of today's message is Reflecting the Glory of God. Say this, say I'm on this planet to bring glory to his name. Put this in the chat. My life reflects the glory of God. I'm on this planet to bring glory to his name. And my my life is a reflection of of the glory of God. When people look at me, they see the glory of God on display. That's my confession. That should be your confession. Let's get ready for the word. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. Here we go. And I, I, I thank you for putting all of this stuff in the chat. Your life is a, is a reflection of God's glory. You are on this planet uh, to bring glory to God's name. And so I thank God for you. I appreciate you. All right, so let's get into it. Our foundational scriptures for this series, there are three of them. Let's go through those. Ephesians chapter two, verses eight through 10. The Bible says, I mean that you were saved by grace. All you did was believe. Nah, you didn't do anything. Eternal life is a gift from God, and all you did was accept it. All you did, you can't take credit for accepting the gift. You didn't do anything. The gift came from God. All you did was accept it. So we're not saved by the things that we're done. We're only saved by the grace of God. We have nothing to boast about. Verse 10 says, God has made us what we are. Say that. Say that out loud. God has made me who I am. Everything that I am, God has made me who I am. And in Christ Jesus, God made us a new creation so that we could spend the remainder of our days doing the good works that God had before ordained for us to do. Say, I have work to do. Put that in the chat. I have work to do because God saved me for good works. I'm not saved to sit. I'm saved to serve. First Corinthians chapter one, verses 30 and 31, the Bible says, God has united you with Christ Jesus. Now for our benefit, God made him Jesus to become wisdom itself, and he made us right with him. I'm the righteousness of God. Say, I'm the righteousness of God, right? Made us right with him because of Jesus. So because of Jesus, I have access to wisdom. Because of Jesus, I am the righteousness of God. Because of Jesus, God made me pure and holy and freed me from sin. All of that is Jesus. None of that is me. Verse 31 says, therefore, if you're going to boast, you have to boast in him because you have nothing 
to boast about. My life is all about him. Second Timothy 1 and 9, the Bible says, God saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our own works, but according to his own purpose and grace. He gave me a purpose and the grace for the purpose. He gave me an assignment and the grace for the assignment. He gave me both in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. So once again, my life is all about him. It's not about me. Yesterday, we took a, a look at the like a comparison between the old covenant and the new covenant. And I told you that not only do you have grace for salvation, but you actually have grace for earthly success. Say that. Say, say there's a grace on my life to succeed, that, that you were not born to fail, you were born to succeed, and there's a grace. The grace of God is on your life for earthly success, not only just salvation. I'll flow in the same vein today. The Apostle Paul describes the differences between the old and new covenants. And so he says that under this new covenant, we're, we are here to bring glory to God. Let me, let me read to you what the Apostle Paul said about the difference between the glory of the old covenant and the glory of the new covenant, and then we'll talk about what it means to us today. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 3. There's a lot of verses, 7 through 18. But listen, I'm about to read the word of God. Let this get down in your heart. You ready? This is what the Bible says. Paul said, the old way, talking about the old covenant, had laws and they were etched in stone. And that way led to death. So the old way, the, the, the commandments written on tablets of stone is the ministry of death, Paul says. The Ten Commandments leads us to death because it tells us how wrong we are. Though it became it began with such glory that the people of Israel could not even bear the glory. They couldn't even bear to look at Moses' face, for his face was shining with the glory of God, even though the brightness was already fading away. So, so Moses had this encounter with God where God said, you can't even handle my glory, dude. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put you over here, and then I'm going to put you behind a rock, and then I'm going to put a little crack in the rock, and then I'm going to let the backside of my glory go through. Just pass through the rock and a little bit of my glory is going to go through the crack of the rock and boom, and the glory of God hit Moses. And there was this glory on his face. And it was so, it, it was so strong that they couldn't even look at him. And that glory was already fading away. So then Paul says, shouldn't we expect a far greater glory under the new covenant? Now the new covenant, under the new covenant, we have the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is giving us life. The old covenant brings condemnation. Even though it brings condemnation, that glory was still glorious. But how much more is this new covenant going to bring us even more glory because this new covenant makes us right with God? We're not under condemnation. We are righteous. In fact, the first glory was not glorious at all in comparison with the overwhelming glory of the new covenant. He said, if you look at what happened to Moses' face, that, that's nothing compared to the glory of the new covenant. So if the old way, which has been replaced, by the way, he says is no longer in place. The old covenant has been replaced. It's obsolete. Now, how much more with the new glory? The glory of the new covenant is going to be even more glorious. And this glory, this new covenant, it remains forever. So the Bible says, since this new glory, this new covenant gives us such confidence, we can be very bold. Say this, say this out loud, put it in the chat. I am very bold because I'm walking in the glory of God. I'm a conduit of God's glory. So we are not like Moses. Moses had to put a veil over his face so that the people of Israel could not see the glory, even though that glory was already fading out. And, but now, watch this, when someone turns to the Lord under the new covenant, not only are we able to see and behold his glory, but the veil is taken away. And so we, we don't have to walk around with the veil on our face. We walk around with the spirit inside of us for the Lord is that spirit. And wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect 
the glory of the Lord. Say this, put this in the chat. I see and I reflect the glory of the Lord. All of us who have had the veil removed, new covenant, New Testament believers, we can see and we can reflect the glory of the Lord and the Lord who is the spirit makes us more and more like him. And we are changed into that very same glorious image. We are beholding a glorious image. And as we're looking at it, we are being changed into that very same image. So, so put this in the chat. When people look at me, they see Jesus. I am a reflection of Jesus on this planet. So what does this mean for you today? Man, there was a lot in there. There was a lot. There was a whole lot. But let me just give you a few nuggets so that you can apply it to your life and you can walk in God's best. You ready? There was a whole lot in what I just read, but let's get into it. Number one, we were created for God's glory. Say this. Say, I was created to bring glory to his name. Well, I was created for God's glory. That's Isaiah 43 and 7. We were created to bring glory for God's glory. People say, well, what is the meaning of life? Like, you know, you, you, you have uh, talk to people and they say, what is the meaning of life? Well, the meaning of life, if you look at it from the Bible's perspective, is to bring glory to his name. We were created to bring God glory. We are supposed to be human conduits of the divine. When people come in contact with us, they should come in contact with God. God sent us to this planet to become conduits of his glory. Now, before you were born again, right? Before you were born again, well, you, you probably had natural, selfish, self-centered desires. But once you're born again and you start uh, to allow yourself to be led by the Holy Spirit, you should develop, you will develop desires for things that you never had desires for. And these are desires that will bring glory to God's name. You put God's will above your own and you glorify him by submitting to his plans and purposes. Say that. Say, I submit to God. You got it? All right. Number two, God wants to be glorified in everything you do. First Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 31 from the New Living Translation, the Bible says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Put it in the chat. I do everything I do. All I do, I do it for the glory of God. The Passion Translation of First Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 31 reads, whether you eat or drink, live your life in a way that glorifies and honors God. Say that. Say, I live my life in a way that glorifies and honors God. A clear way to glorify and to honor God is by seeking to do whatever he tells you to do, right? At the end of the day, like you're not going to be glorifying and honoring God when you're not doing what he told you to do. If you're, if you're doing something that is selfish and self-centered, then of course you're not going to bring glory to his name. But when you are submitted to God, when you're being led by the Holy Spirit, when you're doing what the Holy Spirit tells you to do, and you're doing it in a way that that is, you're doing it with a spirit of excellence. Say that. Say, I operate with a spirit of excellence. Then now I am bringing glory to God's name because I know that I am a human conduit of the divine. I am seeking to glorify God. Number three, to fully glorify God under the new covenant, you must understand the differences between the new covenant and the old covenant. Now, we just read that amazing passage but let's talk about it for a little bit, and then, I, and then we'll wrap this up uh, with number four. The Old Covenant was written on tablets of stone, Paul said, and the Old Covenant written on tablets of stone, it led to death. It did. It's the ministry of death. The Ten Commandments, he calls it the ministry of death. Why? Because it tells us how wrong we are. The, the purpose of the rules was not to make us right. Rules can't make you right. Rules can only show you when you are wrong. So the New Covenant, the Bible says, was not written on tablets of stone. It is written upon our hearts and it leads to eternal life. And so this new covenant is written upon the tablets of our heart and is leading us to life and not death. So the letter 
or the law brings death, but the spirit brings life. Say amen to that. The old covenant had a glory that faded away. And so although the people saw the glory of Moses' face and he had to put a veil and all of that, that glory was fading away. And this new covenant has a glory. It's a greater glory and it emanates from God's eternal presence inside of us. And this is a glory that never fades away. So we have a glory that never fades away under the new covenant. Under the old covenant, the text says that it brought condemnation. The the, the old covenant, the rules that were designed to show you when you're wrong. And basically, once you realize that you were wrong, it brought guilt and shame and condemnation. The new covenant establishes us in righteousness. Say this out loud. Say, I am established in righteousness. I am the righteousness of God right now. I'm not, I am righteous, not because of what I do. I am righteous, not because of what I failed to do. I'm only righteous because of Jesus and what he did. So uh, under the old covenant, it brought condemnation. The new covenant establishes us in righteousness because we can never earn it. We can never deserve it. It is all the grace of God. Say amen to that. The new covenant's glory and righteousness, it makes us bold. The text says bold and confident. It makes us bold and confident and assured and settled. Say, I'm settled. I'm settled in who I am. I am settled in who it is that God has called me to be. I am bold. I'm confident. I'm assured. I have this assurance and I'm settled. You know why? Because my righteousness and my confidence is not based on my performance. And so I'm delivered from performance-based religion. I'm delivered from the pressure to perform. So this covenant, this new covenant is based on Jesus's finished work. I'm preaching the gospel, y'all. Say amen to that, all right? The old covenant, it, it, what it did was it restricted us. The old covenant restricted mankind, telling us what we could not do. The old covenant was like, do not, do not, do not, do not, telling us what we could not do. Under the new covenant, it brings us liberty. The Bible says liberty and freedom and power, and it tells us what we can do. Say this, say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So it's not a a thou shalt not, thou shalt not. Now under this new covenant is what I can do, and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Number four, and finally, uh, uh, beyond what we do under the new covenant, Bringing glory to God has to do with becoming a reflection of who he is. Let me say that again. Let me slow it down. So beyond just like what you do, really to bring glory to God is not about what you do, it's about reflecting who he is. Say this, I am a reflection of who he is. So when I become a reflection of who he is, when people come in contact with me and they come in contact with God, when people talk to me and they feel like they're talking to God, now I become a reflection of God on this planet that's the glory of the new covenant. So the more we behold the glory of the new covenant, the more we are changed, the Bible says, into that very same image. So we are changed. We are transformed into the very same image. Say this. Say, I become what I behold. Say that. I become what I behold. So I'm beholding the glory of God. And the more I behold it, the more I become it. The more I behold it, the more I'm changed and transformed into it. I become the glory of God because I become what I behold. This is why it's dangerous for you to look at things that are negative, things that are tearing you down. You can't allow negative things, thoughts from the enemy to go through your eye gates because they'll get down in your heart. You can't allow that to get through your ear gates because they'll get down in your heart. You will become what you behold. And so you need to behold the glory of the Lord. This is why it's important for us as new covenant believers. You want to become a success. This series is about being successful. So if you want to become a success during the short time, 
that we have on this planet. Tomorrow's not promised. Life is a vapor. We only have a short time on this planet. You got to meditate and medicate on the fact that you are the righteousness of God by faith, that, that Jesus died for your sin, that you are righteous because of Jesus, and now you are free to go do everything that God has called you to do. Each believer should pursue the specific success associated with their unique purpose. So say this, say, I have a unique purpose. What God has called you to do, he didn't call me to do. What God has called me to do, he didn't call you to do. God didn't give you what he gave me, but then God didn't give me what he gave you. So we each have an individual, unique, and tailor-made assignment. But then we also have a general assignment, a broader assignment. And that general assignment, that broader assignment is to, is to reflect God's glory. All of us are supposed to become the image of God on this planet. All of us are supposed to reflect God's glory in this world. Say, I reflect God's glory. So the more you, you gaze into the image of God, the more you are changed into that very same image and the more you reflect it. When people look at you, the Father wants them to see Jesus. So reflecting Jesus, put this in the chat, reflecting Jesus is part of my assignment. Part of my assignment on this planet is to reflect the glory of the Lord, is to reflect Jesus in this world. As Jesus is, so am I in this world. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Like I told you, don't leave. Wait till the end. I have a special prayer request. Speak this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about grace-based success. The old covenant served its purpose in my life. I came to the conclusion that I was a sinner <laughs> needing a savior. So I accepted your son, Jesus the Christ, as my Lord. Put it in the chat. Jesus is my Lord. All right. Say this. Say, I embrace the new covenant that was ratified with the blood of Jesus. I am now covered with his blood. I am now filled with your spirit. I am forgiven of inward iniquity, upward sin, and outward transgression. And I'm called according to your plans and purposes. I pursue the specific assignment that you have given me from the foundations of the world. And I also embrace the general assignment to bring glory to your name. I died to sin, to self, and selfish desires. I live for you in everything I do. I focus on you, Father, and I focus on your glory. The more I behold your glory, the more I become what I behold. My life is a reflection of your glory, and I seek to become a conduit of your love and your light everywhere I go. Living this way, you, Father, are glorified, People are edified and Satan is terrified because I reflect you everywhere I go. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. Now, here's the, the PS, the post note. Um, so I want to share something with you. Uh, yesterday, um, we found out, our church found out uh, that one of our young people, one of my son's good friends, um, he, he died in, in a terrible accident this weekend. And um, uh, he was missing and his body was found yesterday. And uh, our church is hurting. Like, you know, the Bible says rejoice with those that rejoice, but we also should weep with those that weep. 
And I couldn't say this at the beginning because I probably couldn't do today's word if I said it. And I'm holding my, my emotions back even as I speak. Um, so this is this is a lot, right? I mean, like, so you rejoice with those that rejoice. You got to weep with those that weep. And we're a family. We're a family of believers all over the world. I'm going to ask for your prayers. Um, this young man, he slept at my home. He went on vacation with us. I mean, he was there for us. He was, he was uh, it, it's hard. And he's no longer with us. And um, Isabella is, is going to be very involved with all of the arrangements. And there's a lot of things she needs to do. And so I'm asking for your prayers for our church family, for the family of obviously the family that's been impacted um, directly. Uh, I ask for your prayers for my son and all the young people uh, that are grieving right now. I pray that we would grieve, that the healing power of the Holy Spirit will help everybody involved to grieve in a way that we need to grieve and process and process whatever we need, we need to process, and that we will become a reflection of God throughout the whole thing, that, that, that some way, somehow, we will reflect God and, and he will be glorified in everything that is said and done. And I know it's not going to be easy, but we are going to be there one for another. So I'm asking for your prayers. I thank God for you. I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you for being part of my life. I pray that you continue to allow me to speak into your life. I solicit your prayers and I welcome your prayers and I thank you for it. And so I'm going to release you now into this day. I appreciate you. I thank, thank God for you. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Have a blessed day. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things uh, as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.